The Evermore podcast is now sponsored by WFST Total Compliance. WFST provides fire safety requirements UK-wide to prepare you and your employees should the worst happen. Do what you do best and visit wfst.co.uk today. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Evermore YouTube channel. It's Monday night. We are back, thank God, because we're not on dodgy hotel Wi-Fi this week. We are back in the beautiful world of North Tyneside, and me and Mark are back asking the same question. We always ask, what's going on, Mark? What's going on with you? Uh, I am, uh, well, I'm just about over man flu. Um, if Rod is in the comments tonight, it was me with man flu, not you, that no. screwed up with um, Miggy's age. Uh, I, I made it Miggy about... What was it five years younger than he actually? No, is, actually, so. now you said that when I did it, I actually thought Mickey's not Mickey's not that old, is he? And then uh, yeah, just uh, I didn't even pick yeah. it up. But I didn't even, didn't oh. even question your knowledge. My 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 brain was completely fried with man flu and all sorts over the weekend. So yeah, that was that was on me. Um, yeah, but I am um, I'm, I'm slowly getting over the Phoebe voice now as well. So that goes it cracks a little bit. There you go. That's why. Very good, very good. You'll be fine, mate. But you know, thankfully, we're not relying on shit dial-up Wi-Fi from a hotel chain we shall not name, even though Mark did want to. And I says, no, we'll probably get in big trouble. Name and shame. We will not name and shame the shit hotel chain. But yes, the Wi-Fi last week was completely untenable. So it was all my fault that we couldn't get on last week and give you give you a brilliant episode of uh, of what's going on. But we are back with good Wi-Fi. Unfortunately, Mark's cat has snorted three lines of cocaine and is currently running around his kitchen cause an absolute fucking carnage that Ian Toon Trader will, will love to hear. There's going to be some real fun tonight with this mental cat, but we will do our best to do this episode without him pulling the entire plug literally on the episode. So let's get stuck right in, Mark. Before we do, a little reminder, everybody, if you haven't already, please click subscribe. I'd love you to come and join us. We're over 5,400 subs now. Loads, there he goes already. Loads of room for you guys on the channel. You, know, you get all sorts. You get Newcastle United talk. You get cats gone wild. You get everything. It's well worth clicking that subscribe button. Come and join us. And like in the video. And if you do want to be a member, jump in the member section. It's less than a pint of lager. Loads of uh, quality goodies and, and exclusive uh, hits to videos before they come out for everybody else to see. So click that button, come be a member like a few of you have done already, which we really appreciate. So let's get stuck right in then, Mark. So it's been a really quiet week for Newcastle United. It really hasn't during this international break. I must say there's nothing really been happening, is there, mate, to be honest with you, behind well, the scenes? Do you know what it is? Uh, it, it was really quiet, and then everything sort of came at once, didn't it? Because we were, and we've got to be honest with you, we were pretty bored earlier in the week and going, hmm. Not anything going on. Yeah, I was I, I was delving to the depths of all sorts of weird and wonderful sports websites, just trying to troll up something that was going on, and there was nothing. And then all of a sudden, you just got boom, 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 boom. I went, oh god! And the mm. Tanali news was the one that that just woke well, that, everybody yeah. up. 
that that is the, that is the biggest place to start. To be fair, Tenali, what are the odds? Is what we're saying tonight. So yes, lovely little bit of uh, shit house punditry there for me. Um, we are live tonight, guys. So jump in the comments. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I've got a few of you in there already, which we'll, we'll get stuck into in a minute. But yeah, the Tenali news is it, weird, Mark. So obviously, when it when it broke, um, everybody was basically collectively, I think, around the whole Newcastle United fan base said, what the fuck, basically, is what everybody said out loud. And then uh, it all started to break through. We sent home from Italy alongside uh, Zanioli, who's on loan at um, uh, Villa from Roma. I think he's been, for, uh, sorry, not Roma, sorry, Galatasaray. I said Roma. Galatasaray, he's been bombed back over to Galatasaray from what is leading to believe to be true. Emery's not fancying that bollocks. But we have signed Tenali for 50 odd million quid, so we can't do that. But he is due back a train, I think, tomorrow, is what I gather. Um, for for in preparation for the Palace game, uh, and there's been loads of stories flying around, Mark. Hasn't there? there's been stories that he's been betting on on football matches? You know, he's been betting on um, you know pensioners bowls, he's been betting on Tiddly Winks kids conquers games in the schoolyard. He's been betting on everything because he's an addict apparently, and he's he needs to get help for his problem. But but the news coming out tonight recently is that it's not actually football, is it? It's 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 supposed to be card based betting, but because the Italian FA have got real strict guidelines on the gambling. That's why they're, they're making a big kind of furore about it. But it shouldn't really affect his football, should it really, mate, if it is just card games? No, I mean, I mean the news changed twice within the space of a couple of hours. About six o'clock, I was, um, had seen a message that although there were plenty of rumours circulating that, that if this is sports betting, that, that this could be an 18-month ban and, and, and all sorts. And then what, an hour ago, then I think it was Sky Italia who said that there's believed to be no sports fraud, as they put it. So no mm. sport and sports fraud involved in this. And it's it's all believed to be blackjack and poker and stuff like that. And it's just a really odd, um, an odd thing. Um, and you're right, there are, I mean, there's, there's much different rules to everything in, in, in Italy. And he's been... I think at one point Zaniolo was 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 supposed to have been named as as the head of a betting ring. Um, so sounds very, um, very sort of gangster esque and, and and mafia esque stuff and and all sorts. But um, the the initial reports were that Zaniolo was sitting on the bench betting on his own team. Um, that all got washed away quite quickly. But it just. It seems to be non-sports related, so it, that would, yes, there's probably going to be punishment of some sort handed down to him, but it won't be football related. Um, it's, I don't think on the back of this that it's then going to be, um, it, it's then going to be, you know, a ban like Ivan Tony or um, Trippio or anybody like that. I think it's just going to be, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the end result will be. I don't know what their, their thoughts will, but I can't see it being the same as the others. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, It seems to be a bit of a storm in a teacup. Some of us have obviously got a bit upset about it. You know, I think some of the Newcastle fans went early with it and they were a bit pissed off about it. But I think, as I said in the reaction video that we, that we did when this news broke initially, that whether you want to admit it or not, Tenali's not had a brilliant start to his Newcastle career. It's been all right. He's had moments when he's been decent. Obviously, the Villa game in particular, he looked fucking brilliant in that game. Then the other games, he kind of struggled a bit to influence the game. Ironically, I think the the, the, the kind of the game where we weren't pressed as much by the opposition in the Villa game and in the PSG game is where he's excelled and looked his best, but where we've been a bit under the caution pressed, 
he's looked like he's been rattled a bit with the intensity of the league. It will take him time to, to get used to it. I mean, we, we were both listening to a brilliant podcast, The Rest is Football, and Thierry Henry talking so eloquently about his time in the Premier League. And if everyone remembers, Henry struggled like fuck when he first came to the Premier League and then he turned into arguably the best footballers ever played in the Premier League. So so it does take players' time to adapt. And I'm pretty sure it will take Tenali time, but fucking Jesus wept. It, hasn't, it didn't stop the Tenali cheerleaders you know, hosting a Bob Geldof-style telethon the minute anybody even questioned, um, you know, whether he was innocent or guilty or anything else like that. We don't know what's going on, but but I think the way things are going at the minute, I think that, you know, it looks like it's non-football related. So as you say, Mark, you should avoid those kind of heavy penalties. And I'm sure Eddie Howe will have a word with him because it's not the kind of thing that he probably wants to have going on behind the scenes. And, and maybe he'll dish out his own internal punishment. Possibly he'll make Tenali read Steve Bruce's autobiography uh, before training every day. That might be real punishment for, for the lad, mate, to be fair. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's he'll enough to drive, That's enough to drive him away from the club, isn't it? Christ no, no, you're that's, right. That's really good. Laps yeah, just, um, run laps. Don't, don't make him read that. Mate, no, nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. And j- just a little sidestep away, actually, from, <clears throat> from having a little bit of banter of this story. Um, you know, one, uh, one of the lads have jumped in there with a comment there. Uh, Magpie 77. I did just see this before. Come on, actually, the, the, the Belgian Sweden game has been abandoned after two fans were shot dead in Brussels. I think, uh, I'm sure, I think they have been shot dead, which is absolutely appalling and, and, and frightening, Mark, isn't it? I just, I just hope that, you know, maybe that, you know, it isn't as, as severe as, as what it's the initial first reports are, are coming out with. But uh, that's, that's absolutely scary, mate, isn't it? The world we're living in now, with everything that's going on, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be anywhere. Safe really to be, and not even at a football game, does it these days? So, no, I mean, that's for, I, I literally that was the first I saw. I've just brought it up just to have a quick read about it, and yeah, yeah, it's happened before the game. Um, the two fans, isn't it? Just, just two fans in Belgium, it, it says the BBC report and BBC are always behind everybody else, um, yeah, in terms of what they report. But it said they said it's not yet known whether the victims were in Brussels to, to watch the game, um. So, but the one note in there, it said that the the gunman fled the scene is still at large. Prosecutors are treating the shooting as terrorist. I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus I mean, it Christ. just... It's just so, awful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, just, just uh, stay safe, everybody out there. I mean, you know, our thoughts are with, with those people in our family. Let's hope that they're not fatally wounded. But it, it is, mate, it's absolutely petrifying. It is it's just, it's getting to the stage now where people are too scared to go to football games, all this crap going on. It's just... Oof, mate, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. But uh, we'll 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 get that one kind of done and dusted out of the way. We'll we'll, we'll get back to, to to the topic at hand. There, uh, Simon said in the comments that the Tonali affair is really concerned. It feels as if he may have, uh, be banged to rights in a sort of long ban. No wonder Milan put at zero fight if they knew surely grounds to sue. Yeah, there's been a bit of that going on, Mark, in terms of you know did Milan know and everything else. And I think I did ask earlier before the news broke that. Um, you know, potentially isn't football related. You know, we'll, we'll get told about these kind of in-depth background checks and character checks on these players before we sign them. Now, wh- whatever you think about this, this is a bit of a red flag for a player. Um, potentially, I know Trippy, as you said, they got kind of bollocked as well for it. But um, is this much to do about nothing? Is this just a case of this is the shit that our players do all the time, but because it's not as severe in our country? That we don't really see the problem with it, but but over in Italy and Spain they do. Is it is it just as cut and thrust as that really? I suppose it depends on the levels, but yeah, that there is that. It, it's not as frowned upon, and, and 
I think it's George put a, a massive um, uh, comment in in the chat earlier on about, and this is part of the problem in this country is everything is covered by betting companies yes, or just one of the sport. Everything is covered. There, there's so many, and I know they're trying to weed them out of, of sponsorship, but there's so many still involved in the sponsorship of football in this country that they're not allowed to have in others. You've only got to look at some of the English teams that are going to play in Europe this season and having to play, wear shirts without sponsors on um, or play with stupid stickers across their sponsors because they don't have another kit to wear. Um, and I think there is there is that massive problem with that. But to go back to it, I just don't think it's not seen as, as severe for, for stuff like that. We don't yeah. have like the illegal gambling stuff there that I think we probably would have existed more at one point then but you can, there's so much access to it now and it's it, I don't think it, it wouldn't get found and I don't think that would get brought up if there's a severe problem that gets gets found at, at sort of purchase time of a player then yes I yeah. think absolutely you've got to look at is this going to be a problem later on but a lot of it you're just never going to know you're not going to know that a player has that level of of, of addiction because mainly for, for PR, they, they know how to hide it well enough and at that level there's so much money involved from from the player that you you just wouldn't you wouldn't realize until no, something right. yeah i mean ian's saying addicted to blackjack did milan know this hence why we got the deal of the line quickly did we get a refund perhaps we should have given number 21 ian just to take the piss completely if he was there <laughs> If he was acting, so I couldn't resist, mate. You lined that up for me. I had to tap that one in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like you say, it might, it might just be much ado about nothing. I think the more and more um, that comes out with it, the more and more we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens about it. I mean, you know, if it's nothing to do with football, no, nobody, nobody can do anything. Nobody can really do anything. You know, the FA can't really do anything. Probably he can't really do anything. Uh, so it's not like the Ivan Tony thing when he's betting on, you know, his own team. Uh, which I think was Newcastle, wasn't it? Or when he was on loan from Newcastle, he was betting against Newcastle. So Ivan Tony thing was completely different, really, with with regards to that situation. So let's hope it all blows over, uh, and you know, tonight I can get back to to basically doing what he does best, and that's play for for Newcastle. I do have a feeling, though, just looking a little bit uh, towards Palace at the weekend. Um, <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. I did see some of the photographs. We haven't got them up there in the in, in the bit, just because I don't want to give anybody a heart attack with just the pure sexual Tyrannosaurus that is Callum Wilson taking volleys with his top off in the sunshine. Um, you know, I make sure my wife can't see any of that, or anyone's wife shouldn't see that, or you'll just go home to an empty house. But um, the lads are obviously doing a bit of warm weather training. Um, I, I'm not sure whether Tenali. I mean, I don't know if he would start in the Premier League anyway, Mark. I think he, he seems to prefer. Anderson in that midfield, doesn't he? Uh, you know, and I think the fact that Gordon's back as well, Gordon should just slip straight back into that left wing position, and Anderson drop back into that kind of industrial midfield, the long staff, and and Bruno. I think Tenali will not will, will be on the bench anyway. I think, but I think he'll definitely not start him after all this bollocks. Do you think that's right, or do you think he'll go the opposite way and put him in the put him into the spotlight and, and see what he does? Um, I, I suppose it, it depends on the conversation he has with him uh, at the club. But I mean, Jolin's Jolin's start after his his drink drive issue, and everybody thought he would get dropped for it. And yeah, um, and then Lascelles so, were fighting, and he came up and stuck up for him. And yeah, yeah. So look, if it's if it's much ado about nothing, then there's no reason to kind of hold him back, is there? And and, and look, it's I think football and decision, 
he's not quite hit the ground running yet in the Premier League. It's fair to say. Yeah. There's, there's signs you you talked about it before. There are definite signs there that the the, the 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 sort of the players coming out, and and certainly in Europe he's looked a lot more comfortable um, in in the way that European teams have ever you know certainly Milan and, and PSG have, have sort of approached the game as opposed to the the, the Premier League size. But I don't know. I, I do think that. He probably doesn't play if everybody else is fit. He doesn't start um, just because of, of how how good Sean's looked. Obviously, since he's come back in the side, how much that then frees Bruno up. And I think Anderson's played well enough to deserve that that other spot. But you've also got the fact that Joe Linton's potentially going to be fit. Um, I think Willock's a week behind, so he's. So you're due to be back for the Wolves game the following week. Mm-hmm. Or is it Arsenal? Is it Arsenal um, after the Palace? Or maybe Arsenal one Palace. after that. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think he. I, I, kind of, I, I would say, I almost think Eddie, Eddie goes into it with the with the Sean Bruno Anderson midfield and that one, and then and then goes from there. But I wouldn't be surprised if he played him because mm. like, he he's got more and more time under his belt he's had an extended break this time so he's going to be fresh um having left the italian um camp so um he's not going to be tired from traveling he's not going to be tired from having to to play the 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 games in 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 the break so yeah he might he might just pull one in and and put him in um but like i say if if it is much ado about nothing and he's he's happy with what what tonali has said to him then I, i don't i don't see an issue if Eddie goes, no, we, we start him. Yeah. I mean, Tacoin's got a good point there. He should get some minutes before the Dortmund game, though, uh, to make sure his head's right. I, I do agree with that, Tacoin, but yeah, I think I said it in the Tonali reaction video when we did it. This is when we were assuming the worst, I suppose, really, weren't we? We were just thinking, if this if this is the worst, you know, and he can't play. But if you look at the, the players that are in there already, and I listed them all off, I mean, you said there, Mark, Joe Litton's coming back, Joe Willett come back. Two gigantic players for Newcastle last season who were sensational in our midfield. You know, Anderson's really stepped up the season. Longstaff looks back to his best. Bruno's obviously the you know the main fulcrum of it. Louis Miley's looked good in parts. You know, the kids been on the bench in the Champions League games against Milan and PSG. So obviously Eddie rates him and he's got something about him. So for Tenali's sake, you know, this is the last thing he probably needed. Really, he's already had a bit of an up and down start to his career. He's trying to convince not only the managers, teammates, and the supporters that he is the man. Um, the last thing he wanted was was probably this heat on top of But by the looks of it, just to finish on this subject, he ain't going to be the only one because apparently the report in the Daily Mail reckons there's up to 40 players that are going to get pulled into this this betting scandal, um, you know, by uh, by the uh, the Italian FA. And that's a massive amount of players, Mark, isn't it? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound more and more like it's a it's it, it's a group thing. It's it, it's obviously been, and I wonder whether the, then the rumours rumours about Zaniolo were maybe it's true that he's kind of a little bit of a ringleader in in putting together like group poker sessions or group yeah. sessions online. Or kind players of that do that in our country all the time, as yeah. we said. That's not a problem. That's a bonding thing for the lads in our league, isn't it? And this is it. You know, if they're using. I guess if they're using illegal sites that maybe they're not supposed to be where they are, that's different. I guess a lot of the stuff that happens here, yes, there'll be a lot that's online. I mean, how many times I'm I've been to loads when I was when I was a 
younger going to a poker night and stuff like that and you don't think anything of it um it's a bit of crack it's a bit of you know it's a bit of a bonding session you have a few beers you you throw a few quid in the mix and then you go home a few quid lighter and a bit a bit more pissed but oh, that was how i never won um i was crap at it um but yeah it is it is seen as that that bit of fun um and i wonder whether it's just it's gone to the extreme so which is where it's where it's ended up at but look it's it's one of those we're, we're going to have to wait for anything more. It looks like it's going to be non-sport related, which means there shouldn't be is a hefty ban involved. Because, because basically, I mean, four hours ago, that's that was the message. It was, you know, authorities are looking at potentially an eighteen-month ban. Now that almost kills his career at Newcastle at that point because eighteen months from now, where 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 will Newcastle be? Have they then gone beyond? The, the likes of Tonali, um, possibly. But I think this this just uh, I think this is the football in terms. Of this is the best news. It's not great, but it's the it's the best outcome if it's non sports related. Therefore, there's there, there's no ban. We'll just see where the chip. Sorry, no pun intended. See where the chips lie. <laughs> hey, I do the jokes around here. You stop stepping into the chair. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, listen, yeah. listen, let's roll the dice. Let's roll the dice and move on to some of the comments. Here we go. Let's see. So, uh, there's a good one there. For, I've seen a couple of comments here about the, the, the legend is Keith Gillespie, and he had a gambling problem quite, <laughs> quite openly spoke about it. As Magpie says, that Gillespie said his problem is confusing Sorry. fast women I'm and not, slow horses, which is very I'm funny. not laughing at the gambling problem, I was laughing at the comment. Just yeah, the comment, comment, very, very good. But George says he found Keith Gillespie on the fruit machine in the corner house in Heaton one night. Funnily enough, George, as uh, me and Mark are uh, our coastal boys, uh, I remember Keith Gillespie being down in the arcades in Whitley Bay for a long period of time, just putting pound after pound after pound into the bandits in uh, one of the Whitley Bay amusements, much to the amusement of all the young supporters who were, were standing there watching him going, fucking hell, that's Keith Gillespie. I don't think he actually won any money, but he made everybody's day, Keith. So top man, absolute top man. But yeah, we'll keep an eye on this Tenali story. Everybody else really will as well, I think. Uh, you know, and hopefully, as you say, Mark, it'll just be a bit of a storm in a teacup. The next one uh, is another midfielder. So from, from the great news and the happy days that he signed a new contract and the big smile and interview with his dad and we love him and he loves being here and all that, it didn't take long for a little bit of shithousery from the journalist to pop out into the press. And that was that Bruno apparently had um, a special release clause just for Barcelona where they could pay 40 million, hang on, Mark, before you start, 40 million less than the £100 million release clause just because the Barcelona, that's right, Barcelona who are fucking skint, that Barcelona apparently are going to be able to buy Bruno Guimaraes for 40 million less than anybody else. Uh, Simon's already been in the comments there saying the Bruno situation is uh, was that uh, affling to me. The amount of fans wetting themselves that he'll leave cut price. Only this club does a player commit a future and fans he was off to Liverpool. So it wasn't Liverpool, it was Barca. But what was your thought on that, Mark? You're, like you're ready to rev up and give it some. I, I'll, I'll use I'll use George's line. <laughs> You've been waiting to pull George's cover up for ages. To Toro Mieda. Bollocks. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit it's it's i cannot see that being not that i could i could see there being a, a clause that at a certain amount that, that you, you you look at, at it but not 40 million less than anybody else there's absolutely no way that newcastle have agreed to a contract that says 
yes, your release causes 100 million. Oh, but by the way, if it's Barcelona, who, let's not forget, are, are going to be a rival very, very soon, if not already, because mm. they're, you know, they are in a bit of financial strife. But anyway, but to, to say that they're then available, he's available to them for 40 million less at 60 million. Bollocks. Yeah. Absolute it's, it's horseshit. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, just, well, I, mean, I well. just think it's it's one of those where, and I think I think George is absolutely spot on in terms of they've had their spending cap slashed due to FFP. And then all of a sudden, the rumors about Bruno and, and, and Barca have been there for, for a long time. Christ, we saw some of the ones saying that he'd been to a um, oh, what was it? I can't remember who it was now. It said that there'd been this meet, secret meeting between the two of them, and um, so that those rumors have flown around for, for quite some time. So that there's always going to be that link there, but that's I mean, it's just it's just a dreadful, dreadful bit of of rumor mongering, isn't it? There's there's no I, I cannot see any way Newcastle would have agreed to put anything like that in his contract. Not it, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me um, that, that that we would do that. And I think the problem is with with, with the South American players. Um, you always have that Real Madrid Barcelona pull and 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 talk about them, you know, because because that's the kind of that's the teams that they grew up idolizing as as young players from Brazil and from the rest of South America. You know, that, that they're the teams that they looked at because a lot of their star players were playing for those teams at the time, the Galacticos and Rivaldos and Ronaldinho's and all those kind of guys. Romarios, Ronaldos, those are the guys that they looked up to. So that's why there's that pull there. And there, and there always is that pull there. But yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit of bullshit. I really do. And um, I, I certainly didn't, um, you know, give a single bit of wee uh, out, out of my uh, <laughs> body about that. I didn't wet my pants at all. Didn't even dribble because um, I just thought it was a load of bollocks. <laughs> I really did. I thought it was absolute fucking manure. Um, it just made me laugh. And I think yet again with, um, with Bruno... Bruno's that type of player, that regardless of where we are now, whether we're in the Champions League, beating PSG 4-1, fucking smashing Sheffield United 8-0, looking really good, looking in a lot better shape than a certain team in Manchester who we're going to have a fucking real good laugh about in what's going on out of tune in a minute. But we're doing much better than they are, but people still think that the likes of Bruno is too good for us. So they're always going to link him to other teams that they deem better than us. And I just think this is just a little bit of that, mate. I really do. I just, I, Like you say, Mark, I just think it's fucking really Newcastle are an easy target and they will be for for a while and until they are properly established in that top four in the Champions League consistently every little thing is going to get picked up every little every time they that Newcastle have a player um that that looks like they they are going to to another level and Bruno is one of those um yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two more uh, I would Imagine that Botman's probably on that list as well. Exactly, exactly. will be another as well. I'm sure. um, they yeah. will all get pushed, and and the, the the sports media, the sports journalists love to do it. Don't they? they love to take a, a, an unfancied team um, as uh, as Newcastle really are at the at the moment, I guess, um, yeah. and start going. Well, they're not quite big enough, so you know these players that are there, we'll, we'll push them. We'll start peddling them elsewhere, and we'll push him. And, and it, it's clicks. It's 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 exactly yeah. that. They've got to sell their column inches, their their website clicks. That you know, they 
they have to they have to create this bollocks just to 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 sell um and it is going to happen until i think until newcastle are at a level where city could be um yeah. or a real madrid and that's going to be some time away i i think um that but this will happen um and it, it there was always there's always a bigger fish you know that so the, the the more players newcastle have like this it will get less and less because then they become one of the bigger fish in the pond, but there's usually always a bigger one. How many times have we seen players at, at City that have been linked with, with Madrid because Madrid are still seen as the bigger fish in the pond? So, Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it is that, mate. Like I said, we're on that journey and I think these things will come and come and come. I'm loving these Keith Gillespie sightings, by the way. These are Where on earth is Keith Gillespie? Where has he been? Chris is saying he saw Keith in a pub and red car in 2006 playing the fruit machine for about two hours. He did love the fruit as uh, as I think George said in the comments as well, these, that he did like the fruit machines. These are, these are better. You know, when you get the transfer deadline day and you've got, oh, I've, I've just seen such and such board and a plane. These are better than those. So, yeah, keep It's going. absolutely brilliant. I like yeah, this. If any... Yeah, if anybody else has Keith Gillespie stories, yes, absolutely brilliant. We have many Monday night stories of uh, Nobby Solano being utterly fucking bollocks in the Keyside because we used to bump at them every Monday night, Mark, didn't we, when we used to go out. And uh, it was always a pleasure, was Nobby. Uh, um, him. Oh, it's a delight. He's such a lovely, Very lovely bloke. And yeah, even when he was um, drunk, he was a lovely guy as well. Yeah, do you know what? Monday, Monday nights in Chase were were were, were, were epic oh, for that, for, for running into the into the first team. They were, they were good fun. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Just uh, we've got a comment there from uh, from Ty saying, "Got to remember Newcastle, the Trailblazers, when it comes to bringing Brazilian players to English football." We had it first. Well said, mate. You were absolutely right. We did. We had a Brazilian in Newcastle way before the lasses from Geordie Shaw were doing that, mate. So well said. Well said. Um, what we got here? Gary is saying it all smells of envy in the media by the clubs. Absolutely, Gary. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more, mate. I really couldn't. Uh, I, I think, like I said, we are going. We are going to get a lot of that going on. Uh, to be fair. Um, moving forward, but yeah, so we'll kind of put a pin in that, I think, really for for the old uh, Bruno scenario. But some good news, mate. Some good news. Uh, England played this week. They weren't particularly great. They were playing against uh, Australia. Uh, it wasn't cricket. No, it was football. Um, and England managed to win one 0 But one of the best things I think for the game, Mark, was uh, was this lad right here wearing the captain's armband for England. Uh, captain trips. Captain in his country, mate. Massive honour for Kieran. Massive honour for the club. When was the last time we had a Newcastle player captain in England? Was it that little fucking arsehole Mike Glowen, by any chance? In the Ooh. comments below, guys, let us know. Was it Mike Glowen? Was he the last Newcastle player to wear the captain's armband? I'm pretty sure that he was. That, that might be... You might be bang on with that. I think um, I'm right with that. I think I'm right. Obviously, Shiro was the captain for a long time. Yeah. Shiro was a captain, you know, captain with distinction. Um, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, Magpies has already jumped in with the Shiro. I'm sure it was Owen Magpies. I don't because Owen Owen was obviously um, still playing for England, you know, quite quite a long time. Really wanted to be fair, but uh, it was not the most flattering pick, was it, Jules? <laughs> to be fair, it's Trippier. We love Trippier. Absolutely love Trippier. I, I did know that. I did quite find it quite quickly, and I thought it was the only one that wasn't really blurry. Mm. So I thought oh, I'll use that one, and then was like, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't really show him in the best. Well, listen, yeah, listen, he he, he, he looks good as old Kieran Tripp, yeah, yeah, not as good as Callum Wilson, but we can't have it all, Kieran. Uh, BT saying the last Newcastle player to manage England. Oh my god, 
Is that Kevin Keegan? Kevin Keegan? It's got to be. Got to be Kevin Keegan, BT. Surely, let me know in the comments, mate. I'll be up all night thinking about that. If you don't tell me the answer, but I'm sure. I'm sure it was Kevin Keegan. But uh, yeah, I think everyone looks stumped in the comments. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Aaron says it was Kevin Keegan. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Michael Owen was the last Newcastle player to be captain um, for England. Mark is googling this ferociously in the background. I think. Yeah, well, it's funny. I, he was <laughs> never officially England captain. But when on the pitch, though, with the captain's armband at one point, so he would have had it. When Beckham went off, I would, I would imagine he's been given the armband at some point. Yeah, um, I would imagine. He so was, it. yeah, two thousand to two thousand and six. Beckham, when Beckham was captain, Owen was reserve captain. So I assume that it's happened then, and that was post Shearer, um, unless Scott Parker. Took the armband. No, I don't think Parker ever captained Would he England. Don't think so. 11 and 12, John Terry is captain. Gerard Lampard and Parker were listed as reserve captains. I'm sure Owen was playing for us when he when he played for England, wasn't he, George? I'm sure Owen was playing for us when he played for England. Because that's all he fucking cared about playing for, really. Uh, George is in the comments. He last skipped England in 2004. Ah, and he joined us in 2005, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. When that's got to be that's got to be Jordan Henderson, Gary. We know that one. The last Mackham player to captain England has to be Jordan Henderson, surely. Boom. Uh, well, unless Pickford, <laughs> unless Pickford's taken it. Um, I see his arms are too small. The band has kept falling off and hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get it on. Uh, Couldn't get the arm band on. <laughs> on his wrist. Like he looked yeah. like he was at a fucking uh, um, concert. Ah, uh, Parker. Parker's out. Parker's Parker. Parker was Newcastle 2005-2007. He's listed as reserve captain 11-12, so that one would be out. Mm. Owen's probably the, the closest one we'll, we'll sort of get. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it probably If you're wasn't. talking about current current player at the time, then yeah, I think probably mm. of Owen's, Owen's out, it, it's probably then has to be Shearer, doesn't it? Probably, very probably, but uh, yeah, that's a wide gap from Owen this year. That is, isn't it, bloody Nora? That was uh, oh, Gary saying he wasn't he wasn't playing for the Mackhams. Oh, do you mean when he was playing for Sunderland? Sorry, mate. I think even former Mackham player, so it was not Jordan Henderson then. So a uh, Mackham player, England captain. Um, hmm, who could that have been then? This is taking a strange turn for Newcastle. It hasn't it? Hasn't just hasn't just Gary? Uh, <laughs> have you been drink? Have you been drinking, Gary? Um, was <laughs> it wasn't Adam, on the cheesy chips yeah. tonight. It, was, it wasn't Adam Johnson, unless there was a, an England uh, England prison team. Possibly <laughs> he was a captain for. Just what you needed when you were coughing, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, who could that have been? It, it played for Sunderland. Um, wasn't Kieran Richardson or something? Wasn't Kieran Richardson possibly? Timmy Orban. But you know it's like in friendlies, they just toss the they toss the fucking um, armband around, don't they? Like a slag at a party, don't they? That's, that's what they're doing. Sven was manager, crazy. He just used to change his entire team, so you'd have a, you'd have an entirely new eleven. So nobody never knew. Very true, very true, very true. But this has taken a funny list. That's taken a funny turn. Uh, never, I guess. Uh, yes, I have, and still am. Oh, drinking. Sorry, sorry, Gary. I lost you. Lost me there for a minute. I was wondering what you were talking about then. 
<laughs> Mark's written himself off. Yeah, he has, mate. He's absolutely done himself in. I blame the cat. I blame the cat with a cup of tea. Yeah, the cat The cat has spiked his teammate. That's what it is. That's why he's coughing. But, Gary, tell us who this Macken was, this mystery Macken was uh, down the bottom. It's quite interesting. We started off talking about a player we signed from Milan. Now we're talking about Mackens. You never thought you'd have them two together in the same sentence, mate. But tell us the answer before the episode. Or we'll, we'll all go to bed angry, mate. We'll all go to bed angry. But, but listen, moving on from, from other good news as well, uh, we saw a new contract extension, mate. Uh, which was uh, Mr. Byrne himself. Dan Byrne has signed a new contract extension. I've never doubted him. I've always thought he was the best left-back in the world, mate. I've never criticised him one bit whatsoever. So I think he fully deserves his new contract, Mark. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. In my head, I'm thinking like Roberto Carlos or something. But, you know, Dan, Dan Byrne, no. He's, he's, he's been brilliant. And, and can we can we just remind, is, Gold, can we remind Goldbridge as well of this? With it, with this comment of well, they'll they'll all be gone within a year or two, and yeah, bollocks. But there's a there's a core at the club now who will be at the club for a, for a good few years. There are a few that are around the fringes that will be gone, and there are there are those that are tremendous squad players and will be tremendous squad players for a couple of years as well. Beyond the or a year a year down the line, that all of these players will be gone. Um, the, the the good work that the likes of Dan Byrne put in, uh, and he, he's never, yes, we've questioned quality, I think at times, but you can never never question his his, his work ethic, his application, um, his ability to throw himself at everything, um, and and he's just been he's been an absolute shining light as, as in this this new era, and and I, I just it a brilliant. Um, bit of business for him obviously for him it's just it's great to have that that local link to you to your club um and, and to have the the three or four of them now around the, the the first team that are local and are playing at that level as well they're not just thrown in it just for the sake of it i just i just think it's brilliant and he well he thoroughly deserves a new deal it is mate you're totally right i mean look at looking at the lineup never mind how far we've come with the takeover and the new players and everyone else when you're talking about a midfield consistent of a lad from North Shields, a lad from Whitney Bay, and then a, a guy from Bly that left back, you know, that it does does fill your heart with pride, you know, that despite all of this money and all this clamour to sign Neymar and Mbappe and all this, we've, we've got three lads from the region. If you chuck Dummett in there as well, there's another, do you know what I mean? And I just think it, it, it is definitely reward for what he's done, the work he's put in. Um, it's a great story, Dan Byrne, if you, if you look at an isolation, his story... Is absolutely superb. And listen, you know, next season, you know, he signed a new contract extension. He might not be a starter. You know, Lewis Hall might kick on. He might get the start and left back berth. But Dan Byrne will be a key member of this squad on the pitch and off the pitch. And I think that's probably a large reason as to why he's been he's been given that new contract. I think there'll be a few more players that follow. You know, I think Longstaff will get a new deal. I think Shaw will get a new deal. Fabian Shaw, by the way, I saw a Man United fan speaking to Goldbridge. There was a girl that goes on with Goldbridge and she was rambling on about, you know, the, the news that we're going to have a good giggle about in a minute and out of tune. But they were talking about some of the Newcastle United players and stuff and talking about the likes of Fabian Shaw, right? Fabian Shaw cost us three million fucking quid, right? And the guy is absolutely phenomenal. They signed Maguire for 80 million quid, who got hit in the face with a fucking dummy in England training when Jack Grealish ran for a sprint the other day. That's 80 million quid's worth of player. And we've got this guy for 3 million quid who's who's crunching the tackles and whipping in worldies against Paris Saint-Germain, against, you know, arguably one of the best keepers in the world. I mean, the quality 
that these guys have had deep within, and now they've got the right manager to to ignite it and, and get it get it out of those players. I mean, you know, fucking hell, Eddie Howe is squeezing every last drop of quality out of these players, Mark, isn't he? That the other managers didn't even know existed. I mean, could you imagine what he could have done with Fabian uh, with Florian Lejeune? Could you imagine what he could have done with Matty Longstaff who broke on the scene? It's it's almost a shame that, that, that Eddie wasn't here before with some of these players because these these could have been you know up at this level as well, mate, couldn't they? I tell you, some of, some of them will be going back and we, we wish you turned up a couple of years earlier to, mate, to try and just get those the those two are named just two. Those two are named just two. If you if you take Fab in in, in isolation, he was out the club. He was leaving. Yeah, he was when when Bruce was in charge. Yeah. Fabian Shaw was 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 out the door. He wasn't getting a new deal. He wasn't. He 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 looked like he was gone. And and I think it's one of one would what be one of the 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 greatest sort of travesties in that regard because he's such a good player. And yeah, you're absolutely right. He he's, he was an absolute gem, an absolute bargain. And he's just looked better and better. And and that partnership now between the two, That's between good. Shaw and Botman. They're so switched on together. They work so well together. Um, and, and look, any anybody when you coming from from Man United base, when you look at the the absolute batshit craziness that they've got going on at the back, the I mean, it's comical what what goes on with their defenders at times. I mean, you know that you've got. I mean, Varane looks. Shadow finished. Of the play. He, he's, he's finished won. him, and he's done. Um, Casemiro looks done as well now. He looks like he's, he's peaked. And he's when, done. when Lindelof is your best defender, something's gone massively wrong at that club. Um, and and then you, you, I mean, you can't then go on to to others and, and start having a pop at their players because look, I mean, Fabian Shaw ever since Eddie's come in has been tremendous, and yeah. he was utterly sensational against PSG. He was he was. I mean, we said it. He was he was man of the match. He was he was brilliant, and he never put a foot out of uh, of step. He, he's done barely anything wrong in two years now, yeah, he's been and brilliant. he's been he's been been fabulous. Um, and I, just I think yeah, I think what 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 they will do though, because it's a smart way to do it, like they've done with Livermento. Um, I think they'll, they'll look to get the next the next guy in. Already to kind of almost learn from the guy who's already there and then just step seamlessly into the position. And I think the Livermental deal didn't make any sense to us. Then we saw him against City, we went, actually, hang on a minute. Now we kind of see what's going on there. Uh, and Trippy, I mean, Trippy is sensational for us. He really is. And I think he's got another, at least another season or two in him. But with Livermento being that step straight in, I think you'll get more game time as those seasons tick over. Because Trips won't have as many games to play because his body won't take it. I mean, I was watching the, the David Beckham documentary. I think a lot of us probably were superb documentary. Absolutely loved it. He was a great player, you know, back when we were younger, Mark, watching him. And to see, you know, that side of his life again was was incredible. But but he was talking about later on in life how his his body couldn't recover enough from all that football. And and Trippy is kind of at that stage now, do you know what I mean? So I think as the seasons come on, Trippy will play less. So Livermento will get more game time. And I think the same will go with Fabian Shaw because, you know, he isn't getting any younger. We, we give him a contract extension. If they get in as replacement, whoever that may be, you know, there's talk there's been links to Marcus Guy from Crystal Palace, there's been links to, you know, uh, you know Silva from Benfica, all these cracking players, right? And I think they'll do the same. There'll be, there'll be bits where they play a game 
and Fabian Shaw doesn't, and then Fabian Shaw will play a game in Europe or whatever. They'll play a game in the league or the cup or whatever. And this will happen slowly but surely, won't it, until the time comes where we say, thank you very much, Kieran. Thank you very much, Fabian. Off you go. And we've got the ready-made replacement there, Mark. And that's smart, that's smart football uh, management, isn't it, of, of a club and of a squad? Yeah, I mean, that's the ideal scenario. I don't, yeah, it's one of those where that, that possibly that production line isn't isn't a possibility and you, you may end up going, well, rather than the next one to come through, you have to just buy a ready rate, maybe yeah. placement is something. You've, you've got to contend with things like injuries and that's that's one of the worries when you, you don't have as many or you don't have the squad depth there. Like you get two injuries at centre back at the moment, and Newcastle are in trouble. Look, look um, up front, we're in trouble up front if we get injuries there. That's a great comment, by the way, from Luke. I'd love to see Tripp scoring in the management too, Luke. I think, you know, imagine him running the 21s, Mark. Imagine Tripp being the manager there, how inspirational he is, man. Fucking I, incredible, man. I mean, look at look at his coaching ability when he was injured the first season he turned up. Yeah. He, he, he didn't miss a beat with the team because he was there. He was, he, he was, he was another coach. Um, he his leadership in and around that first team, and and to be fair, I I could see that continuing on and becoming a first team coach. If if he wants to go that route, you'd have him in your in your, your first team coaching staff straight away because he's he's good enough to do it now. Sorry, just great great comments, Stuart. Great comment, absolutely super, absolutely super. I did see Gary kind of caught us out there. I think he said there was no player that did. That's why it was an easy question. I think is uh, is, is well done, Stu. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Kev says Trippett definitely has coaching ability. You can't see. I did see your comment earlier about the Beckham thing, Kev. Honestly, watch it, mate. As a football fan, you'll love it because it was absolutely class. Uh, it really, really was. I think it come across, it come across. He come across so well, and it actually because I remember the '98 thing because you know we were probably teenagers, more watching that. And we remember how bad well, it was. Probably we, we were. We were actually we were teenagers. Actually, we teenagers watching that. But but when you watch it back as an adult and you've and you've 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 lived a little bit more and you understand you have a bit more of a perception about things, you see the vile side of football fans. And, and honestly, Kev, watch it, mate. I'll give you we're not we're not a movie recommendation uh, uh, podcast, but I would tell you to check it out, mate, because I think it's well it's well worth a watch. It's it's one of those that and it, it sort of transcended the football. And I love the yeah. football side of it because I thought, and I, I can't remember whether I've said this before, but I thought they, they did it in terms of the football side of things very well because the the clips they used just weren't throwaway clips. They meant something and they brought back memories um, at the right time. Um, I the, the weird thing, my wife doesn't like football. She, she can't stand it. But yeah, she sat and watched the entire thing because she was engrossed. I wonder why. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. <laughs> She's never been the biggest biggest Beckham fan though. But she no, she's come not. out of it going, actually, I, I really like the blog. Um, and even Victoria as well. She, I, she, I, she came across quite well. I must have really, been. really well. Quite funny. Um, quite funny. I was quite surprised by that. So it is a good watch. But the, the one thing I was going to pick up on when you were talking about players recovering and and and, and not being quite the same and it taking longer. Shearer said the the very same thing recently yeah. on the, um, the this is the rest is this the restless football, football podcast pod, yeah great podcast and, and they were talking about when when it was time to kind of hang up your boots and and Shiri said that you know the the following days he just couldn't you know he, he couldn't get out of bed he couldn't move um, it, it was becoming harder and harder to be able to to actually to function um, and he knew in that last season that that was the 
that was the time to go because he just he, he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It was hurting too much. We we made Shearer stay too long. I think he probably should have went way before that. But you know, when we we were fucked, obviously, and then we didn't sign his replacement. We signed his strike partner who was injured and cared more about England. Great comment there, Luke as well. Beckham was a role model, mate. Even I hated Man United. Me and Mark hated them with a passion, but he was a proper a proper role model, mate. And yes, Kev, we were teenagers in nineteen ninety eight, uh, and you were eleven, so you're a little bit younger than us, mate. But uh, yeah, we were teenagers, mate. Back in the the FIFA and the and the pro evolution soccer days, Mark, as memory serves. Back in FIFA, FIFA, yeah, definitely FIFA International, FIFA '97. Was that one used to curl it? Used to curl it off the wing all the time. You always get a goal doing that. Sorry, it was the the one where you used to be able to run away from the referee when he was trying to I enjoyed. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, the ref used to get really pissed off, and then he just give up in the end, which was there, which was great. Yeah, Ian saying, Chris, I hope these Ramsdale rumors are true. Pope too comfortable now, makes mistakes and backups aren't good enough. It was a weird one because Ramsdale was linked with us heavily and then it went away. And we, I think when we did the rumour has it, Ian, we kind of just did it almost as a, you know, our Newcastle interested in the player. I, I would like to see Ramsdale be a realistic target because I think he's a very good goalkeeper, good with his feet. Some people have questioned, I think, um, you know, his, 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 his kind of mentality in that mark, haven't they, in terms of his personality and stuff. But, you know, he, all goalkeepers are mental, though, isn't they? Like they've, all, they've, they've got a screw loose. Steady. No, they really have. You know, but when they're on the park, you know, they are a bit loopy. Aren't they? Some of them are loopy than others. I mean, like Bartez was batshit crazy, but some of them are a bit screwier than others. But all keepers have that kind of different side to them, don't they? Do you know what I mean? And I do think yeah. Ramsdale... Ramsdale would add something to the back line. I mean, I'm not trying to get rid of Pope. I think Pope's probably one of the best shot stoppers in the league, but he definitely looks shaky when he comes out, man, doesn't he? There's something's not quite right there. He, he, he looks he looks like he's lost a, a, a quite a chunk of confidence. And look, I mean, go back again. Shearer said on that podcast, goalkeepers are weird. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be slightly. I think that just comes with the nature. But I mean, you know, I never shut up. You, I mean, you, yeah. I go on a field and. Generally speaking, I don't know whether you believe it. I'm quite quiet day to day. I, I don't yeah, you get. I don't get upset about an awful lot. Nothing really. Put me on a football pitch, and I'm an absolute twat. Um, yeah. And and that's what you have to be. I just spent 90 As minutes barking orders at yeah. everybody, and that that was part of it. Um, you you've got to be slightly cuckoo to throw yourself into you know places that you probably shouldn't throw yourselves into. Um, but Ramsdale, I think that I know when we did the stats, the stats really didn't do any just as in goalkeeper stats are really weird anyway. It's not you, you don't have the same sort of level of pressing and shots and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's really a lot of the time you you're solely based on on what happens to the goalkeeper, based on what the back four in front of them is. So looking at actually Arsenal and and, and Pope, um uh, Ramsdale and Pope for last season is probably quite a good good look because they're fairly sort very of very similar, yeah, even, similar even teams. Um, but it's noticeable where where Ramsdale is slightly better, and and at times he, he has looked a little shaky. Um, and I, and I think that's part of why why Arteta brought David Raya in. Raya, um, yeah. But it, again, I, I think of the two. I still think the better ball player is, is Ramsdale. I think he's very good good with his feet. I think that's what. The, the, the genesis of goalkeepers is now. But I think that, and I, I, I did start to write this a, a little while ago about about the fact that I, th I think Pope will be the, 
a bit of a victim of this this going forward. He's he's a very good traditional goalkeeper, but you you, you have to have that next step because mm. a lot of Newcastle's play bypasses the goalkeeper. Where if you look at the likes of Allison and Edison, they're always involved. There's always an outlet for for the defenders to go back to the goalkeeper and start again. They're comfortable on the ball. Pope's not that at the moment, um, and and you have to you have to start to to bring that side of the game in as, as Newcastle get better and better and, and start to challenge more and more. They're going to have to have a goalkeeper that's much more comfortable on the ball. And and Pope may be the victim of that a little bit sooner than possibly first thought. Um, yeah. I think he's a little long in the tooth to start developing that side of his game now. He's not yeah, but terrible. That's what happened to Joe Hart, wasn't it? That's what happened to Joe Hart. And that's why you know, he, he disappeared from the Manchester City uh, story a bit like Marty McFly in Back to the Future, yeah. wasn't it? Because he couldn't use his feet. And, and and there's gonna have to be an element, I think, from Eddie of being ruthless like that and mm-hmm. going, This isn't what we need now. And and Pep did that to um to Hart really early on and just said, You're not right for me. It was brutal as well, wasn't it to be fair at the time. But you can understand why he did it though. They've never looked back up in so. in hindsight, yeah, exactly. I think at the time I was I was seething because Joe Hart was mm. Kind of the peak of England's number one, wasn't he? Though really kind of wrecked his career. What are you doing? Actually, when you watch Joe Hart, you go, "Yeah, I kind of get it." Mm. And and I see the same in Pope. I I love him to to bits. I think he's a brilliant goalkeeper. I do think he's 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 lost a a a yard in his his thought process and stuff. Not of of pace, but of of just the way that he plays. But um, and I think that's a confidence thing, and hopefully that comes back. (coughs) Excuse me. But as, um, as as I said though in the video, as you're choking to death, as I said in the video, um, you're gonna be careful you don't make the same mistake that Man United did and get rid of an accomplished goalkeeper for somebody who's made a trace in paper like uh, like Onana just because he can he can use his feet. So just just while Mark's dying slowly there, um, John is saying that uh, only one click away. Yes, John, good reminder. Click the likes, mate. Yes, we'd love you to like the video. Uh, it always helps the channel. It helps with the algorithms, as Mark would say, when he wasn't dying of man flu. Uh, Ronald is saying, these rumours Beckham have a hair transplant like Rooney. I don't know, mate. There's loads of rumours about Beckham. If you do find out where he got it, mate, just drop, drop it in the comments because I might uh, take that up myself, mate, to be fair. Uh, I wouldn't mind a cheeky little hair transplant, I must admit. If I could afford it, I have to get plenty more views on the channel, I think, to uh, to, to do this. Right, let's scroll down a few more comments just as Mark is coming back into the room. Um, Jules is saying, uh, losing confidence, I'm not surprised, given the hot and cold attitude of some fans. Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of that, mate. There is a little bit of that. But I think, I think that um, generally a lot of the fans love Pope. You know, I think Pope is... Pope has, has, has done enough. Ah, oh, there he's back. He's back after he was dying as swiftly there in the in the background. Sorry about that. Um, that's okay, man. We'll just we'll just talk a little bit about uh, about Pope. Uh, Jules was saying some of the hot and cold attitudes of the fans, but I think Nick Nick Pope, by and large, has got enough credit in the bank with a lot of Newcastle fans. But I think, as you say, Mark, it's about evolution of keepers. We'll not dwell on this too long, but it's about evolution of keepers. And the game has changed. Keepers have to play more, don't they, Mark? Now, just one last bit on this. And, and I think, like you said, Pope, just that might be where he falls down a bit. Yeah. I, I, look, he's, he's got massive credit in the bank, hasn't he? Um, and, and I'm not saying that he's he, he, he's going to be now. I, I sort of hint it sort of 12 to 18 months from now. I think that will be the 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 time that he, he probably moves on um, or is, is moved on or... Just push back a little bit in the pecking order. Um, but Pope's is good enough to be a number one somewhere. 
So I think if somebody does come in in that role, he then is moved on and is a saleable asset. Yeah, Jules, Jules, Jules had you replaced with the podcast there for a minute, Jules. It's, uh, yeah, I think if if you taken any longer, I would have had to get the podcast on there. I think to be honest with you, but uh, but yeah, so so it's quite it's quite pertinent actually. To be fair, that we are talking about oh, where's it? Just that it's quite pertinent. We are talking about Manchester United in a way uh, with the likes of Beckham and Rooney because they are our first out of tune, and we have to start here because this has been. I'm sorry, I might sound really horrible here, right? This has been fucking sweet nectar to all football fans, especially Newcastle United fans. So if you didn't know already, the proposed uh, Qatari takeover of Manchester United is dead in the water. Let me hit you with some numbers here, and then you can all laugh your balls off, which uh, uh, which will I'm sure you will do. So apparently, Sheikh Yassim upped his bid for Manchester United to get this 6.5 billion right, for 100% of the club last week. The Glazers rejected it, and he's now walked away from the deal. The Glazers are now going to vote in Sir Jim Radcliffe's 25% minority investment. Sir Jim wants to control over footballing operations. The Man U fans are crying the tits out. Goldridge is having a right whinge, and everybody is reminding him, yes, get the violins on me, everybody is reminding him, which is absolutely hilarious, of when the Newcastle takeover fell through, that he put a little tweet out there, and I know the big man watches the show, so True Geordie, if you're watching, thumbs up to you, and he said, Newcastle takeover in the toilet, True Geordie is crying, and every Newcastle fan has re-quoted that tweet to that David Brent fucking wannabe ever since it fell through, and I can't love it anymore, Mark. Over to you. What a sweet day. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny, isn't it? I mean, it's just... Brilliant. When you... the outcry from some when they, when they they absolutely lambasted Newcastle fans for 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 wanting to take over from 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 Saudi Arabia and they absolutely lambasted them for the the human rights all this kind of stuff and then they're crying you know into their bodies over um, over the fact that the the Qataris have, have now walked away from this bless I I I feel so sad for them. It just <laughs> honestly, it's, but to walk away from from a from a bit of six point what was it six point seven billion six point five billion he offered for that billion, six point five and, billion and they and they've taken on one point three for a quarter stake of the club. Now my maths isn't great, but if they've turned six point seven away, six point seven. It is if you broke that down by four, it's still worth a hell of a lot more than 1.3 billion. It makes absolutely not sense. It is hilarious. It's just it was yeah. We talk about news coming out this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, sorry. Mark's obviously been watching the reckoning, which is brilliant, by the way. Uh, now then, now then, Jim will fix it. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely Terrifying beautiful. how how like. Yeah. Let's not get into well, that. Let's not get into no, that. We'll be on well, for another fucking hour if we talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to set up a new uh, part of the channel talking about TV shows at this bloody rate. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Man United are completely fucked and it's amazing. They're going to rot, as Luke says there. He hopes that they rot. Too bloody right, Luke, because they Stadium's have been... already rotten. Exactly. They have been such an arrogant, self-entitled fan base for so long mocking everybody else beneath them, thinking they're fucking brilliant. Yeah, great comment there, J- uh, J7. 
uh, Man United fans should buy the club, just like a certain one of our former players told us to do when we were pissed off with Mike Ashley. But it's absolutely brilliant. We are laughing. Liverpool fans laughing. Everybody's laughing at Manchester United. It's absolutely fucking amazing. It really is. I mean, you know, those Qataris will go buy another club. It might not be a Premier League club, but they will go buy another club. And, you know, Man United are just talking about how they're totally screwed. Um, you know, they're stuck with these guys for ages and da 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 and this and that and everything else. They have won trophies under the Glazers, it must be said, and have spent a billion pounds on players. But it's all been the wrong players. You know, when we were bought, they said we were going to go the same way. We were going to spend all this stupid money on all these superstars, like a Batman name and all that, and we haven't done it. They mocked us when we got Eddie Howe. They mocked us when we signed Dan Byrne and Kieran Trippier. Who is fucking laughing now, Mark? <laughs> Just funny. Honestly, it, it made... When you, we talk about, like I say, we talk about all the news, that story made my week because... Um, and especially coming over the last few days because I felt like crap, um, even in antagonising Jordy. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, a, just a huge pick me up because it's just when you, like I said, when you when you sat and watched all of their fans just just properly have a go at, at others for who their clubs are owned by. That would be that would, <laughs> that would be fucking super. Could you imagine they bought Luton and just put, built them like a ninety thousand capacity stadium and had all these class players playing for them? Oh man, oh does that would be superb, man? That would be superb. Just yeah. to see the Man United fans cry would just yeah. So that was that was just that was just great football news for us this week, Mark. I think yeah, for for the first out of tune, the second out of tune. There's been a lot going on actually. So the second out of tune was the batshit crazy news. Before we get into proper football news, batshit crazy news. I don't know if anybody saw this. So a long time ago, uh, Daniel Sturridge, that's right, the ex-Liverpool player who did this dance when he scored and decided to go on to um, Sky Sports and think it was the fucking X Factor, uh, had his dog pinched, I think, many years ago. And he offered a reward for said dog to be found. Now, this came out recently that Daniel Sturridge had an arrest warrant out for him in America after he failed to appear in Los Angeles for a 30,000 reward that he owes to a man who found his missing dog in 2019. Hilarious. I'm not sure an usher number is going to pay the bill this time, Daniel. You might have to find some scratchola, I think, to pay this bloke. But isn't it right that that story just come out and said, this is bullshit, Mark? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think as, as hilarious as that story actually was, um, <laughs> you're right, yeah, no, no no, amount of dancing on the sidelines is going is gonna yeah, to no, pay the bill. No usher songs covering that, mate. But but his his statement was that he he paid a reward to to a, a young lad who'd found his found his dog so that was all taken care of. Um, he didn't know anything about the court case because the the paperwork was sent to an Airbnb that they'd stayed at, which is when the dog went missing. <laughs> the genius of the legal system in America um, at, at, at full yeah. full tilt there, um, and and he's now confident that the 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 matter will be resolved in his favor with his California lawyers. So there you go. It was, it was, it was quite a, quite a statement to, to or quite a thing to see at first, but as it, it turns out, it's, it's one of those where you go, Oh, that, that's a bit of a letdown in the end, but it was that initial thought of Jesus Christ. What, what, what have you, what are you doing? If you, if you've, you've done this when, when you've just, if you've offered a ward and not paid somebody, but, Oh, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> One man and his dog says antagonized. And BT says the storage already played the reward the person who's a scammer. Well, yeah. if it, yeah, so so just to let everybody know so they can sleep easy tonight, Daniel Sturridge has has been 
um, renewed back on Sky Sports this season. So you'll get to see him singing whatever other R&B number comes to mind and they pray that Roy Keane beats him to death with the fucking microphone <laughs> in his hand and stops him doing it. Uh, so enjoy Sky Sports this year, guys. I certainly won't be watching that fucking Bellin doing that. So moving on to the next out of tune, um, <laughs> a couple of other bits of news. A bit of sad news actually, Mark, that there was a retirement, a very early retirement at the age of 32, I think, for arguably one of the best players we've seen uh, in the Premier League uh, on his day, to be honest with you. It was Eden Hazard. So Eden Hazard came out with this kind of lengthy uh, statement about Obviously, uh, you know, retiring from the game, you know, he's just saying you must listen to yourself and say stop at the right time after 16 years and more than 700 matches played. But decided to end my career as a professional footballer. Uh, I was able to realise my dream. I've played, had fun, many pitches around the world. During my career, I was looking to get great managers, coaches, teammates. Thank you to everyone for the great times. And obviously, goes on to say he misses the clubs he played for. Lille, where he was fantastic. Chelsea, where he was phenomenal. Real Madrid, sadly, just didn't really kick off with it. And obviously, Belgium as well, where he was absolutely superb. Special thank to his family and his friends and advisors. And he goes on to say a, a massive thank you. Really sad, Mark, real sad end to a career of a guy where, if you think back to the Eden Hazard we saw in a Chelsea shirt, um, at times, unplayable, mate. I, I think, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic, next to Messi, I don't think there was as many people as good at running with the ball at feet that, that Eden Hazard. He was un- utterly phenomenal on his day, man. Un- 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 on his day, absolutely unplayable. He, he really was. He's a sensational footballer. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, his record at Chelsea, was it 200 and... Yeah, so I've got it here. So, so at, at Chelsea... Um, 200 goal contributions in 352 yeah. games. 352 games, 110 goals and 92 assists. That's fucking unbelievable, man, isn't it? Un- unbelievable. I mean, overall, when you, I mean, you throw in it, his time at, at Madrid wasn't particularly special, but he's got a 324 goals and assists in 600 games. Mm. A one in two goal contribution record for, and you know Chelsea, Lille, um, and, and Real is just phenomenal. And his, I mean, his record for for I mean, his Belgium, he was he was exceptional for Belgium. It was one hundred and twenty six caps for for them. Um, like he was a, he was a special special player. Um, I think. See, I kind of think that Chelsea done one on on Madrid with with that transfer. Mm-hmm. Well, they they'd seen this coming with him, and he was breaking down already. Um, but look, what a what an amazing footballer he was, and and yeah, it's it's one of those where it is sad when a player has to retire that early. I mean, Christ, he's he's thirty two; he should still have four or five years left in his legs at, at kind of a decent level. But what well, what's well, it? it, it it's it's interesting because the, the guy we're going to talk about in a minute is the personification of the dedication you have to have to play at that level for as long as, as, as he's playing at that level. And I think with Hazard, I think Hazard likes... He didn't train very well, apparently, from what I heard. He was shit in training. He used to show around fuck about, piss around. I remember seeing that that famous clip where he was taking the piss out of Raheem Sterling's running in training, you probably saw, when he did his little, his did his little like mock of that and all that. And, Apparently, he wasn't really dedicated. He wasn't, you know, he, but when he showed up on game time, he was just unplayable and he did things that nobody saw coming. But moving on to this next guy, 
if you want to be that player and play at that level for as long as you can, you end up being a player like this guy, Cristiano Ronaldo, who got his 200th cap for Portugal the other night, scored. He's actually got his 201st cap. Um, I think this evening they've, they've won 5-0. He got another two. This guy has scored, Mark, 127 goals in 201 internationals. He's 38 years old. He still looks fit as a fucking butcher's dog. Yes, he's playing in a Sunday league team, but that's the difference between a player like Eden Hazard, as somebody said before, was a fan of the Big Mac and fries, to this guy who won't even drink the fucking bottle of Coke when he comes out for a press conference. That's the sacrifice, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's all about work and work and work with Ronaldo. I mean, what a career he's had. I mean, just... Phenomenal, man. Just ridiculous. Whatever you um, think about him, you've got you've got to give him that. You've got to give him the the props. Yeah. I mean, as, as Luke says, there Maradona R nine and CR seven. That's that's esteemed company there. I mean, R nine was unbelievable. If you hadn't had them injuries, Mark, Jesus Christ. But 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 going back to Cristiano, I mean, from that skinny, spotty winger that man you signed to replace David Beckham, funny enough, uh, we're talking about him earlier. To what he's become, you could never have you could never have thought that, could you? Well, I mean, he, he didn't. You think he, he didn't start off, he, he wasn't particularly prolific when he was at Sporting, was he? He wasn't no. prolific to, to start so. with at Man United, and then all of a sudden he just exploded and and he just became an absolute machine. He was a, a complete goal machine. He's a record for Madrid, and is it something like a hundred? Summit goals and a hundred and summit games it's, it's, in the Champions it's more, League. It's, it's more than that. I, th- I think his total, his total record, <laughs> is just fucking unbelievable for for Real Madrid. I'm just going to try and pull it now if my phone doesn't die in the process. Um, but his, his his record for for Real Madrid in total is uh, see, I'm find it by club here. So yeah, for Real Madrid, four hundred and thirty eight games, four hundred and fifty goals, and one hundred and thirty one assists. <laughs> I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous, isn't wow. it, really? But even when he was at Juventus, right? He was at Juventus for what? Two years or something? 134 appearances, 101 goals and 22 assists. I mean, the guy, the guy's a phenomenal man. He really is. Just, no matter what you think about I mean, he's an arsehole. You wouldn't want to go off for a night out with him because he's a bit of a dick, <laughs> isn't he? But, but yeah, be a bit of a boring night, wouldn't he? Just be drinking fucking mineral water. But but he's a bit of a knob. And he, like, like, I always say about him and Messi, like Messi's the kind of guy like would walk your missus home. Ronaldo's the kind of guy that would take her back and shut the door <laughs> and not let you in. Uh, but but I mean phenomenal footballer, man. No doubt about that. I'm just trying to work this out. He's I'm just looking at this. So his overall club minutes are just under eighty thousand club minutes, right. which means he's scored a goal or assisted once every eighty three minutes. Crops entire career, and that includes the spell where he only scored five and assisted six in thirty-one games for for Sporting. Um, he only he only and I say he only had one hundred and forty-five goals and sixty-four assists for Man United in three hundred forty-six games. The rest is ridiculous. Um, but even when he come back though, even when he come back, everyone thinks he was a flop. But his goal record at Man United was actually quite good. I mean, obviously, Man United are basket case. As Luke says, there he's, st- he's, he's still hungry as hell, and he's closing in a thousand goals. I mean, but as John says, he's no Joey Barton, so he can't have it all, can he? Really, John? To be fair, mate, you know, he can't be no. as good as that. And, and, and he can't no speak one ever French will be. Yeah. 
he can't speak French as as well as Joey Barton. But but honestly, he'd be a phenomenal footballer. I think I think we're all quite lucky to have watched this guy in you know in this um this current kind of uh footballing climate that we you know we, we, we've uh, we've watched him him and Messi you know and then you've got Haaland and Mbappe now challenging each other and they're the next two aren't they so this is there's always this the, the, there's this path for, for a couple at the sort of similar times isn't there and I'm really lucky to have, have gone through the era of of Maradona and R9 and Ronaldinho Zidane Zaliman to be followed by Messi Ronaldo and Ronaldo and now yeah. to have Haaland and Mbappe, and you just think, mm. there's that that little couple that, that go through each generation, isn't there? That you just go, yeah. I've lived through this. I've watched all of them. Um, and whatever you think about Ronaldo the person, you can't deny he's such a phenomenal footballer. And there will always be that Messi versus Ronaldo, mm. who's, who's the GOAT. And, and Bale's a good shout. Bale's a good shout, Ian. Bale, people forget how good yeah, Bale was. Absolutely man. right. Jeez, I don't think Bale shout. gets enough credit. Um, it doesn't mate. For, for really how doesn't. good he was. He was always second fiddle. Um, oh, really. Uh, he was um, of the three, he was probably the, the third best player in the world. Um at one point. At one point. I mean, if you go back, just go back to YouTube, Gareth Bale, Real Madrid goals, and you just sit there with your gob open. Some of the goals that he scored are absolutely unbelievable. The John says there, Ronaldinho, man, the goals yeah. he scored and all for Barca were just unbelievable. Lewis is saying, fun fact, Gareth Bale is now a professional golfer. Is that actually true? Has he become a professional golfer? Is that true? I wouldn't surprise us. Yeah, um, I was going to say, because he's very good at golf, isn't he, to be fair, Lewis? So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightness. But I, I kind of agree with you, uh, George. I think Messi and Ronaldo were just levels above everybody else. Just a little point on Haaland before we go. Obviously, Haaland is going to be one of them players, Mark, isn't he? It looks like he may never grace an international tournament just because of the country plays. Ryan Giggs was like that for years at Wales. He was one of the best players in, in the world and he couldn't ever play uh, in, in a major tournament. Obviously, Martin Odegaard as well is is there with them. Um, Scotland obviously qualified, which is great. Yeah, hey, happy days. So Scotland are, are going to uh, Euro, the next Euros. But um, uh, Norway, I mean, they can only get through, can't they, through? Is it the, um, what is it, the United Leagues or something? Is there some kind of weird qualifier they can get through or something? Norway? I'm sure there's some kind of caveat. Is there some <laughs> kind of factual they can get through on? Um Oh, do you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. You've thrown us under the bus there a little bit. Um, <laughs> Come on, you know, you're normally the man for these things. But uh, yeah, yeah so there is some kind they, of United Nations League or something, I think, isn't it? They can only potentially qualify through playoffs, but need to remain third. Hope Serbia qualify from Group G to be eligible for the playoff. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't even realised Scotland had qualified, so my apologies for that. I've let you down there. Shame on you. Shame on you, mate. What are you doing? But uh, it's great. And tell you something, I can definitely see Harvey Barnes taking that call up when he's back fit for Newcastle. I can definitely see him uh, getting in that uh, Scotland squad to, to go to the, the next major championships. But uh, that's fantastic. Well, listen, mate, we've nearly done an hour and 20 minutes. So thank you so much to everybody in the chat 
uh, rules helps the episode flow. We really appreciate it. Drop us a like if you can. It really helps uh, the channel grow. Helps with the old algorithms. Keeps Mark happy. Keeps him off my back as well because I have to remember to ask you for the likes as well. And if you haven't subscribed already, why not give us a go? Hang around a bit longer. We have a live show every Monday at 10 p.m. Even in shit international weeks, just like this, we give you loads of quality content to get yourself stuck into it just before you bugger off to bed. We're going to be back with match previews and match reviews this week as well because we've got Palace coming up at the weekend. Newcastle are back in Premier League action. Let's hope we get back to winning ways. Have a cracking night wherever you are, guys, and we'll see you later. Take care, guys. <laughs>